Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Yes, you are. And so are you. God doesn't make junk. You are an original masterpiece. There's so many areas of in our life of our lives that we just struggle with. And we think if we just get this one area that brought us in these doors of recovery taken care of, then life will be so much better. But God wants to do so much more in your life. He wants to dig down deep and he wants to get those things that uh, we're not necessarily wanting to get rid of yet. But God wants to do that. So are you willing to let him chisel away at your life? Are you willing to let him work in your life? Because you guys are his masterpiece. You guys are his masterpiece. We have uh, two volunteers that have uh, volunteered to come up and share their testimony. There it is. Got it. They're going to share their little mini testimony about how God chiseled away at their character defects. And so you guys, please welcome Cindy as she comes up to the stage to share her story with us tonight. still Cindy, and I'm still a grateful believer and love child of God, and I'm in recovery for codependency. Let me just say a quick prayer. Father God, I stand before you, humble, and ready to share my story. I thank you, God, for everything that you've done in my life, and everything that you're going to do in my life, Father God. I thank you that anything I share today if it meets and, and touches just one person's heart, I've done what you've asked me to do. I thank you for this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me start with one of my favorite Bible verses, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Life always plays out differently than we may imagine or think, but with God in our lives, we can know a joy, a peace, and serenity. As a point of connection, in my early childhood, I endured hurtful events and situations perpetrated by people who were very close to me. These events were a precursor to my attitudes, decisions, and behaviors that I've carried with me for most of my life. Working the steps in CR and applying step three, turning my life and will over to the care of God, I was only able to fully understand my human makeup. Working the fourth step, I discovered that I had my own character defects that I could no longer blame anyone else for. For many years, I fully justified in my own arrogance and pride that I had no defects. I was in complete denial that there was anything wrong with me. I pointed the finger at those around me for my actions and behaviors, and in no way could I ever take responsibility for the circumstances of my life or my family condition. There is a saying, when you point a finger at someone, you have three pointing back at yourself. 
For example, focusing on my husband and his life's choices, and I thought I was a better person because I had grown up in church and didn't do the things he had done. What a lie I continually told myself and sadly believed as truth. How could I think I was better when I was sinning and forgetting the fact that God doesn't measure sin? Understanding and knowing my character defects was a hard pill to swallow for me, and this was again in my defect of character pride. The Bible states in Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. How did I think I was going to be able to live the life that God wants for me if I'm about to face destruction? There was destruction in my life because of my pride and fears. My marriage suffered greatly during a dark season, and my children learned from their mom of prideful and codependent attitudes and behaviors. For this, I take responsibility for my actions that I lived before them. As a side note, through working the night step, I have made my amends to both my husband and my kids for my behaviors and actions, and I stand in complete forgiveness from my Father God. As I continued to live in the false serenity that pride offered me, my fear began to root itself in my mind and heart. I continued to work the steps, and the patterns of fear and pride became so apparent, screaming at me loud and clear. Fear is a huge character defect and really is a driving force behind so many other defects. In my daily life, the fear was hidden behind my selfishness, self-centeredness, jealousy, dishonesty, people-pleasing, controlling with unrealistic expectations, insecurity, and self-pity. Each of these can be directly correlated with a fear that tries to rule me. For example, my fear of loss in relationships, I find myself comparing to myself to others and feeling that I'm not good enough to hold on to my husband in our marriage. However, I have been married to my husband, Mitch, for almost 27 years. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> the comparison brings me into jealousy of others and what they have or do not have, and I feel like I'm missing an important attribute or characteristic. God make me, made me his workmanship. In Psalm 139.14, it says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. He, God, holds me close to his heart. He cherishes me and loves me like no one else. These are simple truths and not holding on to them, I can drift away and find myself in the middle of a jealous and ungrateful cyclone. As someone who struggles with codependency, my fear can enrage and I then try and control others around me with having unrealistic expectations, hoping that how they act or treat me will make the God-sized hole in my heart disappear. I must be 100% committed and trusting of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for everything. As step two says, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. I must believe and know that God, my higher power, not any other human being, including my husband. Yes, my husband loves and adores me, but he cannot be my higher power. This is the lesson I'm trying to master right now with the help of God. It is obvious when I'm working the steps and doing something for my recovery daily, I reap the benefits and the fear and pride stay far away from me. In all honesty, when I'm not working recovery, either by attending meetings, reaching out to others, journaling, writing a gratitude list, taking a daily inventory, 
I so easily find myself right back in the middle of the fears and other defects. Holding on to these defects weighs me down, and I literally cannot move forward in the promises and blessings of God. To encourage each of you here, there's a book called Drop the Rock that focuses on both steps six and seven. If I'm not willing to forever let go of the defects and shortcomings, then I will continue on the same path that the defects led me to, regardless of how much recovery I do. These rocks will cause the connection to be cluttered between myself and God. For, this, for his promises to take place, the connection must be clear and free of hindrances. It is only by the grace of God that I am at a place that I can drop the rocks and always remember that it's a journey of spiritual progress, never perfection. Thank you for letting me share. I'm the crazy half, okay? So, someone's got to be. Uh, rule 62, right? Don't take yourself so bleep seriously. All right, so let me, uh, let me this little prayer real quick. Um, if you guys would pray with me. Um, my name's Mitch. I'm a grateful believer in recovery from myself. Um, um, okay, so this prayer is a pretty cool little prayer, I thought. Uh, it says, please help us to set aside everything that we think we know about ourselves, the steps character defects, and especially about you, Lord, so that we might have an open mind and a new experience with these things. Please help us to see the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so this is a quote out of the uh, Alcoholics Anonymous big book on page 62. It says, selfishness and self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some, some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later put, placed us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. It's good stuff, man. I, I recommend anybody read that, the big book. Um, Okay, so growing up with uh, untreated ADHD and on all kinds of chemicals, um, I felt like a defect in search of some character. Um, for God to reveal my defects, he needed me to do a lot of work and honest writing. You see, God is a gentleman. He gives me free will to either work on things or suffer. I have had enough suffering. You see, I used to wish there were a magic character defect removal pill, but if there were, the discovery process would have been removed, which has been the greatest learning experience of my life. The first time I read about step six, I thought it meant I would be cured of my issues. I would develop some angelic thinking process, but boy, was I wrong. I must remember the ninth step promises would state that we seek spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. When my flaws want to surface, I try to ask myself, why are you practicing this defect? What good has it ever done for you? I chose to hold on to, on to them for fear of letting go and fear of change, but holding on to them for decades led me into alcoholism, drug addiction, and all of the wicked stuff that comes with those choices. Uh, being selfish and stubborn and trying to do things my way almost cost me my life prematurely. 
Uh, I am grateful to be a flawed person with defects. This gives me a reason to continually keep working on a program. I am so grateful to be one of those, one of those people. What Jesus wants is my heart. He does not expect perfection. The first thing that needed to go from me was my pride. You see, pride is the first of the seven deadly sins. Without getting rid of pride, all other defects in my life can't go anywhere. So I had to get rid of my pride, and the next thing was fear. Fears are the driving force behind most of my other defects. I cannot be in faith and fear at the same time. For me, fear turns into anger in an instant. Jesus is everything or he is nothing. He either is or he isn't. And to me, Jesus is everything. And keeping the faith takes constant work and communication with him and other like-minded people. During, this, during the ongoing character defect process, the Lord has asked me to go places I have, I have never had before, which is a life of less fear, diminished anger, fewer resentments, and authentic self-esteem instead of the soul sickness called self-pity. I pledge to stay willing to challenge and continually change my patterns of thinking, how I talk, and behaviors that went unrestrained for many years. It is amazing how the things that once plagued me and my loved ones have become the very things that have saved my life. What a great paradox to be nurtured. There were key causes for why I would not become entirely ready to work the sixth and seventh steps. First, I made a conscious, selfish decision to never give up specific defects that suited my agenda. Next, I would blame my deficiencies on people, circumstances, or institutions. Thirdly, I will justify and rationalize. My capacity to justify and rationalize is limitless. Before recovery, I spent my life strategically placing large barriers to block out painful realities. Lastly, I was in denial and totally unaware of my own contributions to my struggles. What a revelation it was to finally see myself as the arbiter of all my problems. By working the sixth and seventh steps, I am less likely to stay stuck in old, unproductive, negative patterns. I have gained more appreciation of how all the steps need to be worked together. This fact prevents me from being a prisoner and I have done this, where I've been a prisoner in my own mind, knowing enough of the program to keep me miserable, but could never manifest into true happiness. Happiness is an inside job that takes a lot of work. Another fact I learned on character defect removal is that God cannot remove something from me if I refuse to let go of it. He cannot change me if I want to keep practicing that shortcoming. I am by no means perfect, but I am a way better and different person than I ever have been in my life. The sixth step is about surrendering, just as the third step is. I can only surrender as much of myself to as much of the Lord as I understand. In other words, my spiritual progress is based in direct proportion to me letting go of the flaws and replacing them with assets. It was fortunate that all my defects were not revealed to me at the same time. It would have been way too much to handle. Celebrate recovery and AA works by giving me daily insight into what I can do to remove what blocks me from the Lord. I must have daily awareness that my character defects are the exact opposite of the principles of the program. God will remove from me what I let him have, and it can only be done, continually worked on by me and changed with his grace. I don't do any change, and I just do a little bit of work, and he does the rest. Thank you, Jesus, that I will never be cured of my character flaws. And a shout-out to my 
my uh, sponsor group, uh, Rod, my sponsor, thank you very much for picking up when I need you. Um, and all my recovery buddies and my forever family, thank you for letting me be of service and thank you for letting me share. Great job. Thank you guys very much. Here's what I want you to do. Let's stand and let's close with serenity prayer. But before we do that, I want you to say, I am God's masterpiece. I'm God's masterpiece. One more time. I'm God's masterpiece. You guys are God's masterpiece. Some of you are still unfinished work. If you're like me, you're done. I'm just kidding. Um, we are all unfinished work. Let's let God work on our life. Hey, my character defects is pride there. So I'm just saying. Um, hey, let's close with a serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever the next. Amen. Hey, first time guests right across the hallway, second time guests right down here. We're leaving for group in less than three minutes, so if you're a second time guest, come right up.